0: Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Business from the Bass Boat, powered by X2 Power. And guys, today, solo show, we are in, gosh, feels like late fall now. It is getting cold here in Colorado anyways. My head is in the deer rut. Um, I've got a whitetail or a mule deer tag in eastern Colorado, so I have been uh, really planning on uh, getting after that here, chasing Chasing those things around this weekend. Excited. We've got some cold weather. Should ge- should be getting things going there. But this is one of my favorite times of the year, actually, for fishing. Not only just like actually getting out and fishing. I find it hard because I, I have mixed emotions there during hunting season. But the other aspect, I love looking at all the schedules and thinking through what I not only I'm going to fish next year but also trying to think through on a national scale where are guy's going. Um, There's so much drama in that and with the economy the way it is, just trying to think through where where these organizations' minds are at. And I kind of nerd out on this stuff. So what today's episode is going to be about is really comparing the options at that mid-tier, I want to say, to where it's (laughs) – it's not that top level right like if you make the bpt you're fishing the bpt most of the time if you make the elite series you're fishing the elite series or you john cox it and do both or apparently um uh keith poche is doing that this year right so like that is that top top tier and then now i mean major league fishing has gone out and basically said hey look We tried to have this also be a top pro circuit. The Taqueras Pro Pro Circuit, which was the FLW Tour, is no longer. Now, that is kind of being replaced, if you will, by the MLF Invitationals. And then, uh, so to me, I'm putting... There's kind of four on this list of... uh, I did a show a while back on kind of those grassroots-level events, but now you have the next tier up now in my opinion is the toyota series did an episode a while back on the toyota series versus the opens payouts all that kind of stuff now that's kind of changed because not to say the opens are any better uh from a payout standpoint um that really hasn't been released i would i would presume it's similar to what it was but anyways you have to fish all nine you don't have to fish all nine. you if you Want to get the most bang for your buck and make try and make the elite series? You need to fish all nine of those. So that is a little bit different now than the Toyota series, and I think that the Toyota series will see a bump in participation because of that. Uh, for folks who maybe aren't willing to, you know, drop their career or whatever, spend spend the forty to sixty seventy thousand dollars traveling for nine events. Um, so. With that all being said, one thing that's kind of this weird, like again, middle tier, which makes me think, just like how many of these organizations, how many different series that we have. I mean, there's obviously demand for it. Anglers are are crazy. Um, I wonder though, economically, if sponsors cut back. Um, some of the stuff that that Pete and I talked about on the most recent episode. If you missed, if you missed that, Pete Glusek is incredible talking about how he started Bass U. Um, 10 out of 10 interview, had a great time with him. But anyways, I wonder how much of this is sustainable for these organizations with all these different divisions and stuff like that. So the the two that I've been really comparing in my head lately and talking with with folks in the industry and, and friends are kind of the the Major League Fishing Invitationals and the NPFL. Um, it's an interesting deal because previously... These two organized or tournament series had a very similar entry fee. which They still do, but Major League Fishing had uh, quite a bit higher payouts with the Zach Warehouse pre- Pro Circuit. Entry fee was slightly higher. I think it was fifty six hundred, whereas the NPFL was five grand. But the payout was quite a bit higher at the top end, especially there was a championship, no entry fee championship. There was, um, you know, hundred to hundred and thirty five thousand with the wow, well, with the Phoenix bonus bucks to those those top tier uh, anglers for the tackle warehouse pro circuit. Now that it is the invitationals, a lot of people feel that that is really taken away from those guys, which I would agree with, right? I mean, they're going from. Your top anglers, you look at the the payouts in twenty twenty two. You know, there's three or four anglers above the one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty thousand dollar mark in the, in those divisions alone. Um, so that's those are those are guys um, at the top top end. Whereas you look at like you know your top tier guys with the NPFL, um, and it may be more like eighty to uh, I don't know. There might there, there's definitely some guys that have broke a hundred, but there's there's a good kind of there's a lot of guys in that like forty to sixty thousand and then up on to that eighty, hundred, hundred and twenty, hundred thirty thousand, hundred fifty thousand. Um, maybe at the top end there. I'm curious now. I'm gonna look at their AOI. Yeah, I mean top top earner looks like uh Taylor Watkins, who's an absolute animal right now, cannot be stopped on the NPFL. Just had him on uh, the Series Angler guys uh, with Andrew and Bailey. Just had him on. But anyways, 141000 And then it kind of drops off pretty drastically there compared to on the Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. So kind of just thinking through all of this, um, to me, these are two very similar situations now, going from the Pro Circuit, What has basically come out and said hey look can't make money with this which is uh you know i i guess understandable you just think about how expensive all the live is um these these anglers are already paying this high entry fee but there's it it wasn't a profitable situation um so you know you wonder with any of this stuff how profitable it really is but with the Tac horse pro circuit the Basically, major league fishing was like this. Isn't uh, another professional series? Let's bring it down to this invitationals that will be the sole qualifier for the BPT. Um, which makes sense to me to have that as a qualification system for that top tier, uh, and to not stray away from that top tier of your anglers. If it's a it's a pro sport kind of a situation. So now they're basically. St- Five thousand dollar entry fee, NPFL is five thousand dollar entry fee. Top payout in the NPFL when you win an event is fifty grand, maybe slightly higher uh, when there was more more guys. Invitational's eighty grand with if you if you run a Phoenix boats a great bonus one hundred and fifteen thousand there. So already it's slightly better on that top tier level. I, we don't know what that, what that payout looks like going down the list. Whereas the NPFL, you know, they pay to 40 places. Um, that invitationals, we don't know because it's, it's new, right? I'm going to guess it's, it's fairly similar there to the NPFL in that now capped at 150 boat field at the invitationals NPFL, you know they seem to start with 120 something range boats seems to kind of drop off tail end of the season so kind of some differences there both of them feature live coverage which i think is great for the sport i'm a live junkie there's live fishing on i I generally have it on especially if i'm in the office working that kind of thing so with that that uh that, I think, is the sell for both of these organizations. And I'm curious to see what the Opens do. If they if they were able to incorporate that, um, I think that makes it a, a great play for, for the folks who do have sponsors who are trying to sell that exposure, if you will. NPFL's got live coverage on the two final days of the event. Major League Fishing has it on all three days as of now. Um, and they fish full field two days, 50 on the on the final day npfl all three days all anglers fish so this is kind of an interesting thing because you have these two organizations that are very similar or these two tournament structures that are very similar and kind of let's try to get into some of these differences here so on the major league fishing side the top eight move on to the bpt so that's that higher higher pay point um their stars in major league fishing are on the bpt so that is cool you got your top eight going to there. npfl doesn't have anything like that but what the npf npfl does have is they pay out uh an aoi so that's kind of cool you get an aoi payout i think it pays to 10 places kind of a neat deal there um Very interesting about the Major League Fishing part of things is the ability to fish not necessarily all six of the events. So both of these are six event schedules. Good good situation for maybe someone who is working and wants to fish at that national scale, have that experience of fishing nationally, but not willing to fish that 9, 10, 15 tournament season um, to really not not be able to have a necessary uh, full-time job by any means after that so what is interesting about the major league fishing side of things is they are going to allow folks to fish any amount of events under five so long as the field is not already full so how they are breaking this down right now is they're taking the top 75 guys in the Taco Rouse Pro Circuit giving them a first bid. If people, you know, so say 55 of them accept that. Okay, next step down is basically going to go to, let's see here. They've got a really interesting qualification. The top 15 pros based on the Pro Circuit of Lifetime Angler of the Year rankings, excluding their their worst year of four years. Then it goes down to all the Toyota Series guys who finished in the top top five AOI per division. So I think there's 30 of those. Then All-American guy, TBF national champion, single kind of things. And then it basically goes into Bass Pro Tour guys who did not requalify for the BPT. After that, the remaining invitations go to the BPT anglers who are going to fish all six. After that, it is going to the BPT anglers who are fishing five or fewer invitationals. So what what this is kind of interesting is I I don't know if it will go past that. I don't I don't know how many guys how how hungry anglers are to fish this versus you know you hear a lot of grumblings of guys moving different directions. So if you're a traditionally a tackle warehouse pro circuit or previous FLW angler and you are like man, my payouts are getting cut drastically here. There's no championship anymore. Maybe it's time to take a chance with the opens, right? Like that's a, a riskier career move right now. Payout wise, but maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel with the elite series. If the goal isn't to make the BPT. So interesting, uh, interesting with all of this. And I'm curious how much of this field will be filled at that 150 angler level. If they go past, they even say it right here. If they go if if there's your top tier anglers, your BPT guys that are fishing five or less events, if it goes below that, it then any remaining spots will be filled by league invitation. So I'm curious where that goes. Does that go to the tackle circuit guys that weren't in the top 75? Does it go to Toyota Series anglers? Like to me to make the numbers work they're gonna get the 150 anglers and we all know there's gonna be guys out there that would be willing to fish especially you think about just one or two of these events like with the that's a safety net to make fishing like if if you can't get 150 guys to commit to all six it from an income standpoint right like it doesn't matter if who it is right there's 30 local guys that are going to be on this play so say you're like a lake of the Ozarks hammer you're like, man, I'd love to spend five grand and fish against the top guys at my home pond. That's a, that's a cool situation to me versus a lot of times, right? Like you're shielded. If you're a really, really good fisherman on Lake Champlain, for instance, you can't fish for that $100,000 payday. In this case, $80,000 payday because you're, if you're not a part of a top tier, series. You can fish a Toyota series there, which is great and can have a fantastic payout on a $2,000 entry fee, but you can't fish that top, top level. So this is kind of, uh, one, one really cool side to me of this is that maybe there's that ability for someone to hop into a couple or make your, make your season fit like with a BPT angle or something. So interesting deal there. I, uh, I am so curious to see where guys go with all of this with the NPFL with the invitationals, with the opens. I mean, that uh, those changes are big. And I think that it will be telling in those first couple of events on on which of these tournament organizations have full, full fields. Maybe they all do. The way tournament fishing has gone here recently, um, the Toyota Series were absolutely booked out this last year. I mean, they're very, very full fields. The opens very full fields now are the opens going to drop off or are they going to stay really high is it going to be that's another thing to think about is like okay what kind of talent is going to be in the opens all nine are we going to see a lot of those top pro level guys jump into the opens to try and make the bp or make the wow make the bassmaster elite series so it's going to be very very exciting i think and i think that there's ups and downs to all of these. One huge other thing that I forgot to mention with the Invitationals, that structure is almost making it um, similar to the Elite Series from the Classic perspective. It's a win and you're in to the Red Crest of the following year. So very similar to the Elite Series and the Opens from that standpoint with or the Bassmaster Classic and the Opens. If you win an Open, you're into the Bassmaster Classic. Same goes for all anglers fishing the opens, right? Like if you just hop into one and you win one, you have the chance to make the uh, the classic. Years prior, it was what you had to finish. You had to at least fish the rest of that division, like your top. You know, if you're fishing, then the now they're region one, region two, region three kind of a thing. I don't know if that changed or not with the opens, but from an expense standpoint, with all of these. The NPFL and the Invitationals are very similar from an expense standpoint. $5,000 entry fees, six events, no championship. Um, payouts are a little different, but like realistically, very similar structured. Honestly, schedule wise, too, it's interesting to see both Major League Fishing Invitationals. And the BPT are very centralized in the country. They do go; they do both swing into the southeast a little bit, but there's no northern smallmouth swings. When I say great eastern Great Lakes, right? Like your Champlains, your Saint Lawrence River. That that none of that water is being touched by either of these series. It's more of that central north stuff. I mean, uh, Lake Saint Clair, and then on the tackle warehouse pro circuit or i mean there you go there's so many dang names the invitational side their final tournaments on the mississippi river in july so interesting with that it's like no uh no smallmouth events at all we've got the potomac and then the mississippi river so interesting there with the invitationals um gonna miss a, a smallmouth small mouth deal out of that but very very also a quick season i mean you look at the invitationals and february through july which is uh i guess not not all that quick but without a championship it's uh it's done in july i mean that's not even 6 months out of the year for somebody who's maybe uh can work a job and fish those but interesting uh proposition with all of this and i think expense wise the invitationals npfl are very close and then the opens are also actually pretty close probably from that perspective because your entry fee is less but you're fishing nine events um the trick being there though is that you are uh, your payback's also less in the opens so Your pay, I should say this, your payback's less if you don't win an open. You're not getting those eight, ten thousand dollar checks, right? When you when you cash a check at that five thousand dollar entry fee level, opens are quite a bit less than that, but your entry fee is also two grand. So a lot to think about for anyone who's kind of really looking at making that next step, fishing at a national scale level. And I am super curious to where everyone goes, and uh, I'm excited. And I would love to hear everyone's opinion on this. Comment on YouTube. Shoot us a say message on the Serious Angler Instagram page. Would love to hear everyone's thoughts with this. Um, I love this time of the year because we think through what uh, what everyone is uh, doing, but love to hear it. Love to hear everyone's thoughts, and hope everyone's doing well, getting ready already for 2023 if you're still in the water more power to you it's getting colder we've got a couple of winter derbies in southern colorado we're going to try and get into here so long as weather permits but hope everyone's doing well can't wait to get things rolling in 2023 and uh always as always would appreciate likes comments reviews everything from the serious angler guys so we've got a lot lot in the hopper if you guys haven't already checked out the lure lab podcast that's a fantastic new quick style podcast that andrew bailey and i have been doing and um with that guys have a good rest of your week <laughs>